When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Habs lost the wild one in Winnipeg by a score of eight to four. We'll talk about one player whose value has never been higher. If this was the stock market, you sell now. Was it a missed opportunity in Winnipeg? Is it a legit number one line in the National Hockey League? Did we witness a rookie coaching mistake? Pointless in 15 of his last 16. One player looks like he's in trouble. We'll discuss with Brian Wild of Global TV, Montreal, coming up on the Sick Podcast. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Maradero, The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports Entertainment. Like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you. And welcome. I'm Marinero. It is the sick podcast, of course, brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark and... We say hello to Lakash. And yes, if the last time you went to Lakash was when the Abs won the cup, it's time that you go back to Lakash. The menu will surprise you. I can tell you that it surprised me that now that nine ounce steak, boy, oh boy, it was mouthwatering. I absolutely loved it. And the chicken wings. Ah. But before I get carried away, we bring in Brian Wild from Global TV Montreal. We're talking Habs. How you doing, bud? I'm doing very well. Now, nine ounces. That's a that's a healthy steak, Tony. Uh, it it definitely is. Yes, for a very that's healthy a good... guy. <laughs> I can tell you that my son uh, Marco absolutely loves it. All right, uh, I know that you're loving Arturi Lekkinen, and I want to start today's show with him because I saw something last night on Twitter. The Canadians are down by a score of four to nothing, nine minutes and thirteen seconds into their game at Winnipeg. And they clutch and claw their way back. By the time the first period is up, they're down by a score of four to three. They tied at four in the second, actually have a chance to take the lead, uh, but missed their penalty shot. We'll get to all of that. But the goal scorer who made it 4-3 was Arturi Lekkinen. And I saw something on Twitter that his shooting percentage right now is so much higher than everyone else on the team that it's not even funny and it's not even close. He's playing the best hockey of his career. And I saw you write something to the effect of can't go anywhere. He's playing the best hockey of his career. Talk to me about Arturi Lekkinen. Well, I don't know if I said he can't go anywhere. He's playing the best hockey of his career. I was looking at it more from the point of view of how does a rebuild work? And you and I talk about this probably together more than I talk about it with anyone. And you and I philosophically are on the same page. And I think what the demarcation is all about is age. 
not necessarily if the player's great at the moment, and he is great at the moment, and not just in goals, not just in shooting percentage, but also, Tony, he has by far the best CF on the team. His five-on-five play is actually 57. And on this team, that's a miracle, Tony. Everybody else doesn't even start with a five. So let's, you know, not just look at it in terms of shooting percentage, but everything that he brings. However, my argument isn't about that. My argument, Tony, is about that he's 26 years of age. That's where my argument is. Josh Anderson, who I put into the same tweet, is 27 years of age. And at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, what is the age of the players that you want to move compared to the players that you want to keep on the team? And that is um, in relation to how long you think the rebuild is. Now, if you think it's a five-year rebuild, obviously, Lekkanen has to go. 26 means 31. When you want to compete again, he's already on the dissension part of his career. So that's where I land on it. And I think the Canadians have shown us where they land on it. They say, uh, through Pierre Lebrun that you had on, well done, by the way, that's a big name, Thank bigger you. than Brian Wilde, that's for sure. And, and he would say Josh Anderson's not going anywhere. Both 27 equally, years. Both equally <laughs> no, important to it, me. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Okay, so Josh Anderson, 27 years of age. And you get the sense through LeBron and some other people that there's no way he's moving at that age. But Toffoli did move at 29. So where's the demarcation? How long do they think the rebuild will be? We're trying to suss that out because they don't really give us, you know, like a clear view on that, do okay. they? But okay. Pierre LeBron tells us that it could be more of a roster transformation and not mm -hmm. a rebuild. Now, I look at this, I look at this two ways, or actually I look at this one way, but I'm thinking the Canadians may look at it the other way. Let me explain. Okay. I take a look at Arturi Lekkonen, and I understand everything you're talking about, the rebuild, and I buy in. But I say, Arturi Lekkonen, you have to establish, first of all, where you see him. So let's say you see him on a third line. Mm -hmm. uh, with who? <coughs> with Pitlick and Evans. Okay, no problem. At that point, how much money are you willing to designate to a third-line player? Because I believe when you put together a team, you have to already know how much you want to invest in the goalie position and your top Ds, your bottom Ds, your first line, your second line, your third line, your fourth line. And I think there has to be a number which is a cap for a third line. And I don't know what that number is. Let me just say that number is $3.75 million. Sure. And no like player it. on that third line could be paid more than $3.75 million. Another thing I don't like is term. And I don't like giving four plus years to players that are bottom six players. So let's just say it's three sure. years. So I say this, if Lekkinen who makes $2.3 million and obviously is going to get a raise, you always do pretty much, mm -hmm. especially when you're in the prime of your career. If he's looking at three years, 10 million, I'm in. If he's looking at four years and a number that goes above the 3.75 on average, I'm not in, but before there's the other side of it how do the canadians view it because i believe the canadians are run right now by a ceo jeff gordon even though that's not his title it's kind of i view him as a ceo of a big company and a stockbroker kent hughes and kent hughes talks about players value and says when their value is at a low i'm not trading them i'm trading them when their value is at a high if it's the intention to trade them Arturi Lekkinen's value has never been higher than it is right now, Brian. Okay, uh, to your first part, I'm totally in, in accord with you. I don't know if you're able to see me, but my head was going up 
a lot when you were talking about salaries. I'm totally with you on that. If he starts to get too rich, of course, uh, yeah. considering his role in the team, 100% agree with you. Here's my thought on your stock market, because I love it. Love people bring this up a lot. And, and I know you can see me now because you're not talking, which is great. Yeah. Here's the stock market, okay? And you've just said value high, all right? So let's take Arturi Lekkonen right here, right? Mm -hmm. And he's 26. But here's the thing. This is how a stock market can go too. Okay. Now, if you're trying to make the point that Arturi Lekkonen goes and he's a stock market and he's right here, and this is his apex, and he's about to uh, become Facebook, He's about to become every Russian Russian stock in the entire world right now, especially the banks down 90%. If you're going to tell me that this goes like this and my hand leaves the screen, I agree with you 100%. But Arturi Lekkonen can keep his stock value through the entire three years that you've just mentioned. So yeah, I would say he's probably about 7% to 10% higher than he's ever been because how many goals he's had and a shooting percentage that is unsustainable. But he's never been a guy that we've talked about on those terms. He's always been your five-on-five five great player type, and that can maintain until this age. If his goals drop down three per year, it won't change the overall makeup of the player. So while I agree in essential point with you about what it means mm -hmm. to sell high and buy low, and look, I think Pitlick is a perfect example of that. He, you know, yeah. Schooneman's a perfect example of that. I agree with Ken Hughes' philosophy in philosophy 100%. But if the stock guy, like if the stock can stay up like this, like for example, Shea Weber is a perfect example. He may never play again. So his value went from I'm leading you to the Stanley Cup final as a first pair D to nothing. So I mean there was no like there's no moment you. in there to play you. the stock market. Carey yeah. Price went from I got nine three five, I'm gonna lead you to the Stanley Cup final, where that nine three five finally ends against Tampa and turns into eight ninety. Yeah. And then he goes to nothing. So yeah, I agree. You gotta make sure you don't let those assets fall down too much. And I think that's where we are maybe with Jeff Petrie. How old is he? 34, he'll turn 35 in December. Exactly. And what are we doing here? We're doing a rebuild. What I mean, it, that's a better point for me about sell high, yeah. Jeff Petrie, mm -hmm. than Arturi Lekkonen at 26. Right. Speaking of age, because before <laughs> you brought up Tyler Toffoli's name, who was traded at age 29. Yep. You know who else is 29? Uh, Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, I hate talking about this subject. Well, it's so, so do I, but it's, 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 it's so reality. uncomfortable. Brian, it's so uncomfortable. the last time I, he I, scored. I, I have to go. I got to go. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> it's just it's really it's so uncomfortable. Okay. The, the last time he scored, Mark Bergevin was the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. I know, I know, I know. He has been held pointless in 15 of his last 16. That is uh, nine games. Under Martin St. Louis, where everyone's producing more. And the previous seven games under Dominic Ducharme, he took two high-sticking penalties back-to-back -back in the third period. Uh, he keeps... Uh, you, you see obvious signs of frustration where he's, he's, he's just... He, he's, he's demoralized uh, mm -hmm. because he's got a lot of pride and he wants to get on the board. But once again, you know, Brian, here's a player, though, that the Canadians probably look at him. And if there's any intention of trading him, you say, 
well, his value is low right now. We have to get it higher. But based on a trend that we're seeing, there's not much to inspire confidence that it will get higher because it just looks, he seems like a, a, a beautiful orange that you squeezed for the first time. And this terrific juice came out of that orange, Brian. Now there's still 50% more juice, but if you continue <laughs> to squeeze it, you're going to get some pulp too. And the juice is just not going to be as good. And that's kind of the way I see him right now. So you're Kent Hughes. What do you do with Brendan Gallagher? If I am Kent Hughes, I have to do a very hard thing. I have to trade him if I can. And I actually would take less than value because of the contract, the length, uh, the term, and the, and the money. They're both not in the Canadian's favor in a rebuild. You got a 29-year-old who started to regress in output, who's got a long contract and costs a lot, and you're in a rebuild. I don't see, if I'm Kent Hughes, how I can make any of that work. And you're right. I mean, about the sell high and, and, and buy low, and you wouldn't get ultimate value for them, but is the value coming back? Because, you know, again, back to the stock chart, it, it, it can go here and it can go there and run across like Lekanen. It can go here and go Weber, like the Russian banks, or it can also go like this and that, like Josh Anderson, you know? Yeah, a huge season, one goal because of the shoulder injury, huge season on the first line, you know. So, I mean, it, and where is Brendan Gallagher? So, I mean, if he went here and he's here now, is is the ascension le le left on this chart? Yeah. Is, is it there again? I'm not sure the ascension's left. So, yeah, he was up here and you're going to only get here. But if you're not careful, you can get down here out of the frame of view. Yeah. Now the catch is, of course, with um, you know the, the the contract at six and a half million dollars, and uh, what is it? He's in the first year of that contract, I believe. So Incredible. There's, so there's five Incredible. more years after this Incredible. year. Contracts like that, Brian, are not traded by trade deadline. They're traded no. in the off season. Here's a guy and who knows he might go on draft day. And some guys don't get traded at all with those numbers. Do you think anybody wants to like, okay, you've just asked me, I'm, I'm, I'm Hughes or Gordon. Yeah. You know, I'm Hugo. Okay. You know, you be Hugo. What are you doing with him? Contract ends at the end of age of 35. I give Mark Bergerman <laughs> a call. What, to punch him in the face? No, in Los <laughs> Angeles. And I say, hey, talk oh, to your buddy see, Blake okay. about how much you okay. love Brendan Gallagher. See if you can make him cry again. So they could reunite him with the no heart like i mean don't get us wrong here it, it sounds terrible the way we're talking about it. he's given his heart and soul but uh it's a business it's a and it's a cruel and heartless yeah. business and i love brendan i mean he's the only guy who actually follows me on twitter you know what i mean follows I love me too guy. yeah follows me I, too know, yeah so, I, I hate talking like this about a guy who you know uh has just been so stand up he's for, a great guy know, over a decade with me, you yeah. know, I mean, I've just sat beside him in locker rooms and just shot the shit and he's, you know, had time for me as a human being. And it's hard to, you know, it's the same with way with Claude Julian. He was just a, you know, just a delightful human being to me. Salt of the earth. Salt and of the I'm, earth. Yeah. You know, and I, I get the money to say the hard things and, and this yeah. is a hard thing to say, Brendan, if you hear this, and, but you know, the contract and God bless you for getting it because you secured a shit ton of money for the next six years for yourself but you know it looks like all those injuries to his hand are adding up there's yeah. not much on the shot it looks like 
you know, how hard he's worked for the size he is, is slowing yeah. down his legs some. And I don't see a recovery, and I'd love to be wrong. I would love, Brendan, for you to prove me wrong and recover yeah. and find your old game. Yeah, you remember what he says, though. Eh? I don't play to prove people wrong. I play to prove people right. But you know what? I brought up Los Angeles before, and look, I don't know if they would be interested, but think about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at right wing, I believe they have Kempe, and I believe they have Yafalo. Uh, after that, they have Dustin Brown, if memory serves me well. Dustin Brown is like 37 years old. He's most likely going to retire at the end of the year. He had a long-term contract, which paid him a lot of money. Mark Bergevin is there. We know how much he loves Brendan Gallagher. And you have a chance to reunite Gallagher with Phil Deneau. I think it's worth a shot. I mean, if I can't use, that's a call that I place now. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, from one right winger to another, and that's Josh Anderson. And by the way, uh, if you want to pick up a Canadian's jersey, you're worried. I hope my player doesn't get traded. I'm pretty much going to guarantee you right now that Josh Anderson is not getting traded this year, okay? So if you want to go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and even our sick merchandise, you can pick it up there. Use code 615 for 15% off on all their items. Brian, we've seen the stats in the last two weeks. I think it's something like um, uh, eight, anywhere between 8 and 11 points a piece for Suzuki and Anderson and Caulfield, they're at a great rate over the past couple of weeks. We all know it's the Canadians' number one line. We all get that. But my question to you is, is it a legit National Hockey League one line, number one line? Okay, well, I wrote about this in the Call of the Wild um, for Global Television uh, post game. That was primarily what I focused on. And, I mean the sample size is too small to legitimately make a claim. But if uh, you extrapolate out what they're doing, it's definitely a number one line. They've been together six games yeah. as a line. They have 12 goals, six, four for six for Anderson, four for Caulfield and two for Suzuki, 12 goals in six games. That is easily a number one line. The number one line in the league is the Gaudreau line. And they have scored 71 goals this season. That's easily better than a goal per game clip. It's about a goal and a half clip per game for the line. And the Canadians line is at two goals per game right now. But again, I'm not suggesting the Canadians line is better because obviously through a larger sample size, you have some tough nights and it's unsustainable what they were doing. But the longer the sample size gets, the more we know where they settle in at. And finally, if they are a goal per game, that yeah. means each one of the three members of that line is about 80 points. If you got a goal and an assist and this and this assist. Now, not, not always is there two assists on a goal, but it's about 75 to 85 points if you're a goal per game line, right? I mean, that's the simple math. Yeah. It's an 82-game season. And where does that put them? That clearly puts them at those point totals, 75, 80 as a number one line in the NHL. Not the best number one line, of course. I mean, McDavid's going to come in at 110 points, 20, yeah. 30, 40, you know, Matthews, Marner, guys like that. I mean, it's not upper, upper echelon top five, but it's certainly a real number one line, 100%. Missed opportunity. Was it a missed opportunity that somebody didn't fight Mike Sh- uh, Mark Shifley in his first or second shift of the game to send a message to Winnipeg or around the league, you don't mess with the Canadians. And it happened with Weidman a couple of minutes left in the game. Instead, you view that at all as a missed opportunity. And the reason why I bring it up is because there were a lot of people that were actually upset this morning saying, I can't believe they didn't send Shifley a message earlier on 
and didn't make the, the night more difficult for him. Do you still buy into any of that? Uh, I do in a playoff series. I do in a playoff series. I mean, yeah. if somebody gets just absolutely ransacked in game one and you have no spirit to come back, you're sending a message to the other locker room you're not in to win it. Mm-hmm. So in a playoff series, I totally do. But facing these guys, what, once more this season and only two times total? Um, I don't know. You'd hate to see, like, what if Ben Sherratt took it on and he got injured again, like the one fight when he broke his hand. Broke his hand, yeah, and you can't I trade mean, him. Can you, can you imagine if you couldn't trade Ben Sherratt over something like that? Yeah. I think it got, like. He probably wouldn't want to do it versus his former teammate either, mind you. Probably. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point, too. But, I mean, on the overall, what if you got injured yeah. and you were one of the guys that, you know, is on the block? Uh, let, let's say Anderson did it. Let's say Lekkonen did it, and now he's out of the mix if you did want to trade. Okay, let me put it this way. Sure. Should Marty St. Louis have dressed Michael Pozzetta to do it? But he loses every fight. I know. (laughs) I mean, what have you proven if you get the shit kicked out of you, really, right? Not much, (laughs) in my mind. So Some some people are in the school of answering the bell. Yeah. You know what you're asking? You're almost asking the question as this conversation progresses. Is there still room for a guy that can take care of himself in this league? That's, that's probably what I'm asking because yeah, you know and, my, had, and my, my answer is, Tony, yeah, you're yeah. going to surprise you. My answer is yes. I still think there's room for a guy who can take care of himself. Now, he has to be a hockey player too, obviously. Yeah. But if we if we're gonna if we're gonna pretend in a league that allows fighting, in a league that allows one guy to maybe beat the crap out of another guy. And, and and at the end of it, it can be five minutes for you and five minutes for the other guy. So yeah. there's no, you know, advancement for one team over the other in terms of manpower. You're pretending if you're going to make the argument that that doesn't play a part in a hockey game. It does. It does. Intimidation is a part of this game until the rest of time, until they remove fighting from the league. It's a thing. And if you if you think it's not a thing, you've never played. So if a Nicolas never Delorier, t- or, or I mean, I've never played either. So or you let me preface it then with, or you've never talked to someone who plays. Listen, uh, the Colorado Avalanche obviously feel there's a need for a player like that because they have McDermott in their lineup to protect guys like uh, like Kale McCarr and, and Nathan McKinnon. So if a Nicolas Delorier, mm-hmm. uh, previously the Montreal Canadiens, now with the Anaheim Ducks, is available. And the price is a pick. You'd be in. I'd be in. Yeah, absolutely. In, in ending, last thing I want to get to: was that a rookie coaching mistake by Marty St. Louis, in your opinion, of not pulling Samuel Montembeau before he did? Uh, I want to say it as such because I'm not even sure about the results right now. In terms of what path they're trying for, I mean, are yeah. they really trying to? <laughs> yeah, but, but, but let's stupid, let's right? just pretend that if we pretend winning is yes, important, because he didn't have it last night, and I think it was pretty obvious he didn't have it. But you have to preface it with, you know, how much how much is really going into like it's the weirdest thing, right? 
like everybody says, oh, you need a goalie. Like the worst thing the Canadians can have right now is a good goalie because that's going to ruin everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear you. <laughs> so it's, it's a weird conversation, right? I mean, yeah. we have this conversation with the premise always that the team actually is doing absolutely everything. Like, like I said to, to a friend last night during the game, Mm-hmm. Where they were like, oh, how disappointing. It was like, are you kidding me? This this is the best case scenario. The guys will go back to their locker room and say, hey, we played great. We were in that game. We outshot him. We were the better team. We had a 75. Like if they ever looked at analytics, the analytics on it were 77% for uh, the Canadians' chance of winning and only 23 for them. So they go back to the locker room and go, boys, that was a great game. We played great. I mean, hell, we couldn't get a save. So obviously we didn't win the game when the goal yeah. is 6-9-3. But, you know, as hockey players, they're like, hey, we're pretty good now, aren't we? I mean, we dominated those guys. You lose 8-4 because you can't only get a 6-9-3 goaltending performance. Guys don't actually feel bad about that as much as it sounds yeah. weird. They get in the room and they go, all right, we yeah. played well. <laughs> Brian, Brian, you and I, uh, it's pretty docu- well documented here that we both want to rebuild, but there are a lot of people that don't, all right? And they mm-hmm. want to turn this thing around in a hurry. And those people took a lot of pleasure in the Canadians winning five games in a row. And you know what? To tell you the truth, to a certain degree, so I. I kind of thought it was fun too. Now, having said yeah. that, um, all I want, Brian, is for them to be entertaining between now and the end of the year. And at no point when I'm watching a game do I feel a desire to actually tune out or switch the channel or not watch anymore. And that's what we're getting. That game versus the Winnipeg Jets, they're down 4 nothing, And I just I kept watching because I wanted to see how bad it could get or I kept on watching to see how much fight they would have because I figured they would have some fight. Because they do under Marty St. Louis, and they make it 4-1, they make it 4-2, they make it 4-3, they tie it at 4. They have a penalty shot, they have a chance to take the lead, and then they end up losing the game by a score of 8-4. to I thought it was an entertaining game. Brian, that's all I want. That's all I ask for, and we're getting it. I'm good with it. I have no complaints about last night's game. None at all. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was entertained. The first line was fantastic again. That makes me feel good about the future. Uh, you have some fill-in guys that are playing well. The team is a little more uh, more mobile. The coach has them playing aggressive. Every time he goes yeah. in the net, in your own net, you're like, yeah. oh, well, can't get the same. But that's and, okay. It was yeah. really entertaining. It was fun to watch. And I, I hope they keep on that path. You know, I just, I, I'm getting mixed messages a little bit right now uh, in terms of how long they think that this enterprise of a rebuild will last or what word they put to it. It's making me a little nervous because, you know, even the discourse on Twitter right now, uh, there's a thing called uh, Overton Window. And what it says is that before something can happen, the populace has to be ready for it. And it felt like the populace was ready, and the populace in this case is the Habs fan base, was ready for a nice long rebuild. And now there's this little five-game winning streak. And now I sense like everybody's like, oh, no, we got the foundation. We, we're all we're going to win the cup with this foundation. Well, I'll tell you what the foundation is, and you and I know it. The foundation is two strong centers that can control the game, one with big-time points in them, and the other just a complete game, which I think is Suzuki, and two studs on defense that can win the game for you, control it, and they're on the ice for 30 minutes to 35 minutes in a close playoff game. Now, of those four components, how many do they have? Uh, One with uh, Suzuki. So to say that like, oh, no, we got the foundation. There's only one foundation. It's what's been the foundation throughout history. 
we look at the last we look at every stanley cup winner this century but the st louis blues who pulled off a little bit of yeah. a miracle and the boston bruins who had two one of the uh, were one c short of my uh my my uh, uh requirements yeah every other team has got like you know taves and yeah and, and 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 keith and kane i mean you've got the components you've got uh crosby and malkin and Latang yeah. and the goalie and flurry i mean it's always the same yeah it's always the same you got those four great players and how do you get those four amazing stars tony you're suck for three years yeah yeah or four not, years and that's the way the year right, brian for that to happen yes the owner has to be all in and the way i look at this is the owner feels a need to sell tickets when the Canadians were losing games, the viewership numbers uh, were at an all-time low. They hadn't been that low in 20 years. Yeah. I think it scared off the owner. But I say this to the owner if he's watching, and I would I would hope that he does, is that if you're going to be terrible in 2023 and you might not sell a lot of tickets, well, if you draft either Bedard or Michkov, you're going to sell a lot of tickets for the next decade thereafter. You're going to be sold out every night because everyone's going to want to go see one of those two stars. Hey, you talked about no complaints before. I never have any complaints when I have Brian Wild of Global TV Montreal join me on the Sick Podcast. Thanks for doing this, bud. My pleasure as always. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Reminding all of you that you can follow on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter at the Sick Podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. And now it's time for Sick Picks. It's time for Sick Picks. Brought to you by Betway. Yeah, it's time for us to make a little bit of money, and we're going to do it with Betway for the love of the game. Sign up and deposit on Betway for a 100% deposit bonus, the easiest sports book for Canadians. E transfers are accepted. And click in the link in our YouTube description or social media bio to sign up. I got three games for you on Thursday night in the National Hockey League, where Ottawa is at Florida, Edmonton is at Chicago, and the Canadians visit the Flames in Calgary. I'm going to start with Florida. They're going to win this game over Ottawa. The Canadians will lose to Tyler Toffoli and the Calgary Flames. You can put a dollar on Tyler Toffoli scoring a goal. I think he's going to be able to pull it off. But my biggie is goals in the game between Edmonton and Chicago. Traditionally, these teams have played very, very high-scoring games, and I look for one more goals to be scored in this one, the game to go over between Edmonton and Chicago. Those are my sick picks. Those are my picks. Reminding you, Betway, for the love of the game. Once again, thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, again for listening. Thank you to all of our sponsors. The Sick Podcast brought to you in part by 8.6 Beer, Intense by Nature, and LaCash. If the last time you went to LaCash was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you go back to LaCash. The menu will surprise you. It definitely surprised me. Have a good one. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, 
Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.